Okay, out of the pit. Dr. Ben Carson is a, a real person, and he's at John Hopkins, and there was a film made about him, and it was about, uh, a part of it was where there were two Siamese twin, the twins, and they were joined together at, by, at the brain. And then the, and a sur surgery that had never been performed before, were, they were going to divide them, but they had to then stop their hearts for one hour and quickly put all the blood vessels and everything together on these two kids and then start their hearts again or else there would be brain damage. Let's see if it works. Hello again, Peter, Augusta. Welcome to Johns Hopkins. Your son's blood vessels are like tiny faucets with only so much blood to lose. Now, if we can turn off the faucets, we can keep your sons from bleeding. The only way to do this is to stop their hearts. Stop them. It's not a new procedure. It's been used by cardiovascular surgeons for years. It's just never been applied in a situation like this. Now, we can do it in infants for an hour without causing brain damage. But that hour is critical. Why? What happens in that hour? We'll stop their hearts, then spend that hour reconstructing all the blood vessels so that when their hearts start again, there won't be any life-threatening loss of blood. All in one hour? Which is why we've rehearsed and rehearsed and why we need to pray. You pray, doctor? Every day. Yep, pray every day. Because we all have challenges every, every day, all right? And, and, and our psalm today speaks to that. You know, David, when he, he uh, was in trouble, he starts off by saying, you know, I remembered to call upon the name of the Lord, and guess what? And then I waited patiently. I didn't become frustrated, but I waited patiently. And then he goes on to say, and he responded. He, he was inclined to me, and heard my cry, and he rescued me, all right, drew me out of the pit. He said, I was down there in destruction and slipping and sliding all over in that pit, and I couldn't get out, and God picked me out. He did, and he put me on a rock, some place that I could stand securely and, and move forward. And because of that, I'm going to praise you, God. I'm going to say, you put a new song in me, and I say, all right, God, way to go, you know? And, and because of this, what you have done to get me out of that pit, others have seen it. And they're going to start trusting and believing in you. And be it resolved then, oh God, that blessed is he who puts their trust in you. And God, a little bit later in those verses, he says, God... You know, I, I really want to do your will. It's not going to be drudgery for me, but I want to do your will. And I want to keep telling people every place about you. Now, I came across this little, little thing here that talks about 40 million minutes. Because that's the amount of time the average person lives in, in their lifetime. 72 years is the average time. It, you can see it there, 28,000 days, 670,000 uh, hours, 40 million minutes. 
And then they conducted this survey and asked them, well, how much time do you spend on this and this and this and this? And here are just some of the results. The average person spends one hour in the bathroom every day. All right? That is 30 hours per month, 15 days per year, three years in a lifetime. The average person spends 26 minutes per day getting dressed. All right? And that is 13 hours per month, seven days per year, one year in a lifetime. And then the average person watches four hours of television per day. All right? That is 120 hours each month, 60 days per year, 90 years in a lifetime. The average person, look at this one, spends five hours each day online, whether it be mobile or digital media. That is 150 hours each month, 75 days per year, 16 years in your lifetime. The average Christian spends less than 10 minutes each day with the God of the universe. The God who is our truest friend, the God who knew we were in the pits and sent a son to die and rise for us, a God who created the whole world. And yet, that's less than six hours per month, less than three days per year, Less than seven months in a lifetime, at least according to the survey. There's a little poem that goes something like this. Just a minute, just a minute, listen to what I say. If you want a, a real happiness, then you must go God's way. And how true that is. And Solomon, <laughs> you know, the wise guy, and he writes, and we've heard this, this passage many times, but do we really focus on it? Trust in the Lord, Solomon says, with all your heart. Lean on, and, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make your paths straight. I came in 1985 and to this campus. And, and someone asked me the other day when I came. And I said, oh, 1985. And they looked at me and said, Dean... You know, in another year, in 2015, that means you've been here 30 years. And God willing, that'll happen. But in those 30 years, I've seen a lot of challenges on this campus. Tons and tons of them where I can say it was really a God thing that made this campus continue. It wasn't us. Oh, yeah, we all worked hard and stuff, but it wasn't us. It was a God thing. And I just want to take just two quick ones here. All right? And, and just show you, in 1992, you know, we were, it was a pits. Synod was saying to us, look, we're in debt, 33 million, but 25 million is, is you guys, all these buildings. And we've been carrying it on interest and interest, and you have to pay it back, and you need to pay it back this year, by December 1992. And so we had this plan. What if we... What if we, you know, uh, would try to sell some of the land, and you see all those homes out there, but if we could get it rezoned. And I remember of going to the city council four different times. But on this particular day, April 14th, 1992, you know, it was going to be the deciding day. And it was really, really frustrating because we knew that two people on the council were going to vote for Two against, and there was a swing vote, but he had been talking 
all week like he was not going to vote for this rezoning. And that would mean, and we were already planning an administrative council already at that time, of how we were going to literally disband this, this university. At that time, it was called Christ College. And, you know, and so that day, I can remember our president, he said, we're not having chapel. Everybody up here, all of you, right here. We all got around, held hands, and we prayed to God like you never prayed before. All right? And then at 4 o'clock, we went down to that particular city council. All right? And, and it, was, it was unbelievable. And the, and the thing lasted till midnight. And finally, the guy that was the swing vote says, we got to vote. I'm tired. And then he went on to talk about why he was going to vote the way he did. But when he finished, the vote came at midnight. And it was three to two to rezone the land. Now, I know that wasn't a popular thing for a lot of people. But it was the only thing at the time that we knew what we could do. And, and at that time, we quick called Norm Sell, the, the treasurer of Senate, and, and back in St. Louis. And it was a little after 12 midnight. And it's two, after 2 o'clock there, got him out of bed and said, God has provided a way for us to get out of this debt. At 8 o'clock the next morning, I was up in the president's office, and I can still hear him calling. And it was Norm Sellian. And he says, hey, do you know what Vespers was yesterday? And I can still hear Ray Hom going, uh, yeah, right. I was looking at Vespers. I mean, we were praying to God for help. And he said, well, I didn't think so. So I thought I'd tell you the appointed psalm for Ves- that Vesper service you know, that we do our own personal study, was Psalm 119. And one of the verses, now, Ray, tell me again, when, when did they vote? He said, they voted at midnight. Psalm 119, Norm said at the time, verse 62. At midnight, I rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws, O God. And we all looked at each other and said, thank you, God. And then there was something that happened not too long ago. In the fall of 2007, all of a sudden, here we were. We were thinking we were going gangbusters. We had lots of students and everything was going great. And all of a sudden, we realized we were five, over five million bucks in debt in October. What are you going to do at that time? And it was a dismal place, man. And, and I checked you know, the Harvard Business Review, and they classified the years of 2007 to 2010 as the Great Recession in Orange County, all right? And, and so here we are. What are we going to do? Well, it was pretty dismal. And, and so in that spring, all of a sudden, we are starting to have to let people go. It wasn't a pleasant sight at all. But, you know, somehow... <laughs> God always comes up with a plan. And we were praying to God and saying, God, show us the way. What do we do? But, you know, they had just hired a, a, a nurse named Mary Hobus in the fall. And they were trying to get, get you know, approval so that it would be accredited and all that stuff. And then Tom White came uh, to me and said, Dean, would you uh, like to come over and, and become the online director? And... I said, Tom, I don't know anything. But he said, let's try it. And so we had a couple 
classes in the, in the summer. And, and then in the summer, if I understand it right, that the nursing thing was approved, you know, by the, the state, the whole bit, and we're going nuts. And now all of a sudden, out of clear blue, people start coming to our program. And between those programs, with all the everything else, all right, this nursing and, and the online, God richly blessed it. So that today, I go to faculty meetings now, and we talk about a surplus. Now, that wasn't a man thing. That's a God thing again. See, there's a famous old hymn that goes... Got any rivers you think are uncrossable? Got any mountains you can't tunnel through? God specializes in things thought impossible. He can do what no other power can do. So quite frankly, David today says in Psalm 40 that wait patiently when you call on him. And God's going to respond and he'll rescue you and he'll restore you in the way he sees fit. And our response should be to praise him, to, to reveal him to others, and, and to resolve to do his will. Because in the long run, if you really want to be a success in your life and everything else, and have a happier life, this is where you got to put your trust. In his holy name, amen.